Hey everybody, welcome back to Evolved Athletics Radio. My name's Jim Young. This is episode 39, and today's topic is why sleep hygiene is important. Alright, so most of us know the importance of sleep. And most of us understand that the uh, quality of sleep is just as important as the length of sleep. And one of the things that plays a pretty direct role on both of those is sleep hygiene. So, you know, essentially sleep hygiene, for those that have never heard that terminology before, is essentially just the habits, uh, practices, the uh, like your pre-bedtime routine. Um, you know, that's considered sleep hygiene. And what, what I've noticed over the years of coaching people, uh, people tend to have the mentality that, you know, I'm going to sleep when I'm dead, right? And these same individuals will pour so much time and effort into their workouts and their nutrition, you know, their meal prepping and breaking out their macronutrients and, you know, their, their workouts are scheduled uh, particular ways. And, you know, if they're they're working with me, then they know that they've got the, the program that they're following and, you know, they, they work their butts off. Um, but when it comes to sleep, uh, it's just one of those things that's more of an afterthought, like I'll catch up on it this weekend or, you know, something, something to that effect. And it's, it's one of those things that it's hard to, you know, instill the importance of sleep on the same level as the workouts and nutrition. And it's unfortunate, but, you know, I think a lot of people, because they have so much going on in their life, uh, sometimes it's hard to prioritize, you know, all of those things all at one time. So not just the workouts, the nutrition, the sleep, you know, they also have other obligations that they have to fit in in their day as well. So something is going to have to take a back seat. Um, it, until you've developed that habit um, or that routine or that practice. Um, I, I'll give you a for, uh, for instance. Um, I worked with a guy, uh, it's probably been a couple of years now. His evening routine was falling asleep in front of the television, uh, eating a half a can of Pringles, which is kind of odd because this guy worked his butt off in the gym. And his nutrition uh, was kind of spotty, but overall it looked pretty good. And, you know, every couple of weeks you could see that it was improving slowly. But for whatever reason, this guy's evening routine always stayed the same. And I, I bet that he was getting less sleep than what he was reporting. Well, we had worked together for a couple of months and... You know, he made the comment that, you know, I'm just, I'm not building the muscle that I thought I was going to. Now, just as a caveat to this, he was building quite a bit of strength. Um, again, probably not what he was expecting. And he he wasn't putting on 
a lot of muscle. He was right there. You know, we did measurements and it did look like some body uh, recomposition uh, was going on. But his overall uh, muscularity, you know, he he probably wasn't putting on the muscle that he was looking for. Um, You know, you could see some changes, but just not a lot. Well, we decided that the sleep was probably one of his issues, right? And one of the things that I explained to him that I think some people forget sometimes is, you know, while we sleep, there's a lot of hormonal fluctuation that occurs, um, again, while we're sleeping. And one of those, you know, hormones is growth hormone. And we know that the less sleep we get, the less growth hormone is secreted into the bloodstream. And growth hormone, for those that you know aren't familiar, it's a hormone that it's got a lot of functions, but in terms of you know muscle goes, it's it's one of those hormones that uh, improves not just muscle growth but recovery as well. Um, and we know that while we sleep, there are other uh, hormonal fluctuations going on as well. Uh, for instance, testosterone. So we see testosterone fluctuate. Um, you know, so there's a lot of stuff that happens while we sleep. And if we're not getting uh, the amount of sleep that we need, the appropriate amount of sleep that we need, in um, the quality of sleep that we need, um, again, those hormonal fluctuations tend to be quite low. Now, the good thing with this, though, is, you know, obviously the quicker you make a change and adjustment to your sleep habits, uh, the body's able to rebound pretty quickly and those hormonal fluctuations will, you know, tend to increase uh, to allow more growth hormone release while we sleep and, you know, that, that kind of thing. So, you know, sleep, again, is one of those things that tends to be quite underrated, um, again, because of all the things that we have going on, something's got to take, you know, a back seat, right? Because you can only prioritize one thing. There's a, a hierarchy to prioritizing. And unfortunately, sleep is one of those things that, you know, people deem for whatever reason, they deem as wasted time. And, you know, changing and shifting the mindset away from that is, you know, sometimes quite difficult. Um, one of the things that Uh, the client I was describing a little bit ago, one of the things that um, really began to shift the way he was viewing sleep was uh, a research study that showed, you know, individuals that uh, started to fall below six hours of sleep um, developed way less muscle mass than individuals that were able to attain seven plus hours of sleep and again it's just it's a it was a representation of what was happening when you know sleep isn't taken serious and again sleep hygiene those practices before you actually go to bed can actually set you up to you know get a better quality of sleep and sometimes allow you to sleep a little bit longer um so one of the things that that we had to do was 
get them to shut off the TV an hour earlier uh, than what he was currently doing. Because at, at that time, he would fall asleep and the TV would just be on. And of course, you know, we, we know from other research that, you know, having the TV on, even if you're sleeping, can still be disruptive to sleep quality. So shutting off a TV and then for him, you know, he was doing, uh, he would do all kinds of stuff. I, I think we tried uh, stretching, meditating. Uh, we tried to get him to read. Um, he started playing with his phone, <laughs> which was unfortunate because what would happen is he would get on, you know, social media or, you know, he would start texting people or calling people. And unfortunately, it started having the, you know, same effect as, you know, as TV watching. And it really started to uh, show, right? Uh, not only did he not see results that we were hoping to see after a couple of weeks, he actually started going backwards. Um, so we nipped that in the bud pretty quickly. Um, and again, it was because of the phone. Uh, so then we started practicing no electronics we kept the same time and i want to say it was like nine o'clock like all of his electronics were shut off at nine o'clock um and then he was in bed no later than 10 o'clock and during that time you know we he i think he circled back around to the meditating uh, the stretching, the reading. Um, I think what ended up happening eventually was he would take a hot shower or a hot bath and then he would just lay in bed. Um, sometimes he would just lay there and sometimes he'd fall right asleep. So, you know, by forcing him to shut stuff down, um, it actually put him uh, or set him up to not only sleep longer, but you know, actually be able to get a better quality sleep. Now, what we did uh, as the weeks progressed when he was actually able to start getting, um, you know, a little bit more sleep and better quality sleep, um, he started making uh, a few more modifications. Like he ended up buying blackout drapes. Um, you know, I, I think there was a street light or the neighbor's, you know, garage light or something like that uh, that would shine through. So he bought blackout drapes. Uh, he brought in a fan into his room because uh, for him, you know, he apparently slept uh, harder, like he got a deeper sleep when the room was cooler, which, again, this is something that we we know as well. Body core temperature te tends to drop a little bit while we sleep. So, um, you know, we do tend to sleep a little bit better in cooler situations. Um, so, but again, these were changes that happened over you know many weeks these were practices that we had to put in place um now i gotta circle back around to the pringles thing <laughs> that was quite quite difficult uh so he again he would his original practice was half a can of pringles and falling asleep in front of the tv what we ended up doing was um, after his dinner, we worked in one snack. It, it wasn't Pringles. I don't even remember what it was now. Um, but after he was done with that snack, he had to brush his teeth and then rinse his mouth with mouthwash. Or maybe it was other way around. I can't remember. 
uh, he would do that. And essentially it just, it deterred him from wanting to eat anything. Uh, for those that have brushed their teeth and tried to drink orange juice or something like that, you, I mean, you, you know what happens. It's, it's a foul taste in your mouth. Uh, so that, that solved the Pringles. Now, I don't know what the deal with Pringles was, but it was there nonetheless. Um, so, you know, again, sleep hygiene, sleep quality, we know that this is something that we should be uh, focusing on. We got to prioritize it in some way, shape, or form. Now, one of the things that um, I, I tend to recommend for people that, you know, aren't able to immediately increase the amount of time that they sleep, um, we try to improve on the quality of sleep that, they, that they're currently getting. Um, so, you know, simple things like avoiding caffeine late in the afternoon, uh, trying to go to bed at the same time every night, even if they're only able to get six hours of sleep, we're going to try to optimize that as best as possible. So sleep, um, going to bed at the same time, getting up at the same time. Um, for some individuals, drinking a uh, protein shake before going to bed, 30 to 60 minutes before bed, sometimes helps. Um, not entirely sure uh, the mechanism behind that. Um, I know there's some research on it, um, but in terms of the exact mechanism, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, avoiding alcohol. Uh, surprisingly enough, alcohol can actually be quite disruptive to sleep uh, quality, um, even though for some people it, it does seem to you know, put them out uh, pretty quick. Um, it, there does seem to be some uh, indication that it does decre decrease the quality of sleep, which makes sense because um, if you think about what alcohol does, it's going to spike uh, insulin response because of the sugar. And because of that spike in insulin, um, we would eventually see a decrease in uh, growth hormone secretion because <clears throat> insulin and growth hormone are opposing hormones. So you're not going to see them, you know, in the bloodstream at the same time. Um, so, I mean, that makes sense that alcohol would be disruptive to overall uh, sleep quality. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap it up right there. Um, I'm sure I'm going to talk about this again at another point, but, um, you know, in, in essence, we know that sleep hygiene is going to predict uh, the quality of sleep that you get. So make sure that you're paying special attention to it, and we'll end it there for right now. So thanks, everybody, and we will see you next week.